Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the many things you have given us. We especially thank you for the Bible and the example of Jesus showing us what we could not otherwise understand. Even though we fall amazingly short of the example of Jesus, we thank you that we, through your grace, may be forgiven. We thank you for your unending love. As Jesus was full of both truth and grace, help us, your church, to be like him. We ask your continuing guidance on our leaders in both the church and government. We ask for understanding of the scripture lesson today, and more importantly, how you would have us apply it in our daily lives to better serve you. May we all be not only hearers of the word, but doers as well. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read this morning from the Gospel of John. The first three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are referred to as the Synoptic Gospels. They're written from a very similar perspective. Although Mark's generally regarded as the earliest, most scholars agree that all three predate the Gospel of John. The Synoptic Gospels largely tell us what Jesus did and what he said. Most scholars agree that the author of the Gospel of John was indeed John the Apostle. In addition, it was written at a later date than the Synoptic Gospels. At this point, John survived many years and he's heard many misunderstandings and misinterpretations of who Jesus really is. While the earlier Gospels speak of what Jesus did, John, in his Gospel, wants to make it perfectly clear who Jesus really is. I'm going to read today uh, the story of Jesus before Pilate. I won't give you an in intro to that because I think most of you are pretty familiar with that. Uh, would you all please rise for the reading of the Gospel? I'm going to read uh, again from John, the 18th chapter, verses 33 through 38. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, so you are a king? Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, what is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we quiet ourselves before you. And Lord, we ask today that you would allow us to hear your voice. Speak to us in words that we can understand. Remind us of your kingship and lordship. And Lord, help us to submit to that truth and live it out to the honor and glory of your name. And together, all God's people said, Amen. 
Well, in John's gospel that was read for us earlier, the question was asked, what is truth? And that's the question that we have to wrestle with in these few moments that we have remaining this morning. What is truth? Today, we can find ourselves in the in-betweens of life. We're coming to the end of a liturgical year. In fact, this is the final Sunday in this liturgical year. And it's a liturgical year, and in fact, it's a few years that have been marked by pain, marked by frustration and confusion as we've faced a global pandemic, as hurricanes have come, as flooding has affected even our area. Yet here we are, we're also headed towards a new season, a season called Advent, a season of expectant hope, a season in which we hear again the promise of Emmanuel, of God with us, of a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, the Prince of Peace, a season in which we prepare to celebrate the dawn, the birth, the arrival of that hope in a manger in Bethlehem, but also a reminder during this season of Advent that we're looking forward to a second Advent, a time where Christ will come again and he's going to set the world right once and for all, wiping out sin and its effects so that they are no longer rolling and reigning. So what is truth? How we answer that question today, it makes all the difference in the world. It makes the difference both now and it makes the difference for all eternity. How we answer that question today is going to alter our perception of reality. It's going to change the way that we view the substance and the things of our daily lives. What is truth? Well, this weekend we pause in the in-between, between that which currently is and that which will be, and we consider the reign of Christ. We consider the reign of Christ and the difference that that truth makes for us personally, for us as a church, and for us globally, both here and now, and also as we look forward to that day when we'll be in eternity with Christ. The truth that we remember as we celebrate Christ as King is that Jesus is indeed Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And as we mark the last weekend of this liturgical year, as we look forward with eager anticipation to the start of a new, we're reminded that our past, our present, and our future are bound up in Him. They are within the grasp of Christ. That means that nothing in this world takes them by surprise. But it also means that there are many things in this world that do take us by surprise. There are things that leave us saying, wow, things that cause us to look heavenward and say, help because they do take us by surprise. To proclaim that Christ is king is to be convinced that Jesus is the one who breaks the power of the old way of life. And he gives birth to a new and different way of life in him. He extends to us a new and different life that begins now and it continues through all eternity. And indeed, even as we have the baptismal font in front of us this morning, as we celebrated the baptism of Brian, that was exactly the truth that we marked. That was the truth that we rejoiced in, that Jesus breaks the power of canceled sin. And he does set us free to new life in him. The truth that we hold unswervingly to, the truth that we confess as we celebrate the reign of Christ the King is that Jesus is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. 
And his rule and reign is markedly different than all the other kings that we've ever heard of, the kings that we've studied in history books, or even the kings of this world at this present time. His is a kingdom that's just. It's ushered in through sacrificial love. It's open to any and all who confess him as Lord and Savior. In other words, Jesus is a king who overwhelms us with his love and his method of expanding his kingdom, as Paul talks about in Philippians 2, it's not by warfare or conquest. It's by service. It's by taking on the very nature of a servant, the king of kings wrapping the towel around his waist and washing his disciples' feet. The king of kings and lord of lords, the one who created all that we know and see, dying at the hands of his creation. It's a love so amazing, a love so divine, as Isaac Watts reminds us in his hymn, that it demands our soul, our life, our all. It means bowing the knee. And it is overwhelming, it's amazing, it's astounding, this love that Christ has for us. It's a love so overwhelming that one day every knee is in fact going to bow and every tongue will one day confess that he is Lord. And it's a love so amazing that it reshapes us, reorients us, and it conforms us more and more to the image of Christ, our Savior. To proclaim that Christ is King is not just to say that he's the author or perfecter of time or that all time belongs to him or that his kingdom is different or better than the kingdoms of, his, of this world, although all those things are indeed true. But it's also to proclaim and acknowledge today that the entirety of who we are belongs to him. Amen? Our lives don't belong to us. Our lives are not our own. The time that God has placed at our disposal, time that we'd like to spend in a myriad of ways, that time, all of it belongs to him. Stop for a moment and just consider the magnitude of that claim upon your life. To proclaim that Christ is king to say, is to say that the very best of who we are, the very best of our time, all of that belongs to him. Not just the leftovers, not just the tired moments at the end of the day, not just those moments when, that we have left when we're exhausted from everything else that we've given our time and attention to. When we say that Christ is king, what we're saying is that our skills, our abilities, all those gifts that God has poured into our lives, all those things that he's put at our disposal, they're not ours. They belong to him. We're but stewards of them. And we're to discharge those skills, those talents, those abilities in service of him and his kingdom. Yet how often do we feel overwhelmed by that claim upon our lives? How often do we act as if things are the other way, that these time, the time that we have, the skills that we employ, that those things actually belong to us and we can give to God whatever's left over? You see, part of what we confess on Christ, the King Sunday, part of what we confess is our shortcomings in those many areas, our failings, our sins. But oftentimes we try to fit the God of the universe into our already busy lives. And so we treat him as a mere add-on. What we confess on Christ the King Sunday is that we do fall woefully short of God's glory. That often we give him what's left over after, what, after we've got what we've wanted or what we feel like we deserved. 
part of what we confess on this Christ the King Sunday is that we don't often treat Christ like He is indeed the King of kings and Lord of lords, but oftentimes we act like we are the King or the Queen of our lives. But in those confessions, we also profess something very profound. We profess our deepest aspiration. Our aspiration to become fully formed followers of Jesus Christ who have dedicated every facet and aspect of our lives and our beings to Christ so that his kingdom might come and so that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because after all, this king that we serve, the kingdom that he's ushering in, it's far better, it's far greater, it's beyond imagination and comprehension. But it is good. And he is good. Amen? So what is truth? The truth is that Jesus Christ is the very Son of God, and that by coming to live life on our level, by suffering, dying, and by being raised to life, He has changed everything. And he will, he will come and He will return once again to establish His role and His reign for all eternity. And when He comes, He's bringing with Him a new and different kind of kingdom. He will undo the curse of sin and He will set the captives free. Amen? And amen. That is what we proclaim. And that is what we celebrate on this role of Christ the King Sunday. Will you please bow with me in prayer?